Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside uh, my good friend and host of the Bucks Radio Network and the post-game show, Courtside Live, all those things. You know it's Justin Garcia. And Justin, you've had a couple of nights off here on this West Coast trip. 9 p.m. tomorrow against the Warriors. Are you, are you rejuvenated? Are you ready for another late tip? Um, yeah, I guess. So I was talking with our, uh, our engineer and with Pratik, our friend, uh, Pratik Patel, who has been doing the post game show with me on these West coast games. And uh, I, I was telling Teak on, uh, the Saturday night game, you know, this one, now it finally hit me where it's been four straight nine o'clock tips <laughs> that, you know, the first few you just get used to and you're like, wow, this is unique. I can do my whole day. And then I go do the game. But by the time we got to Saturday, it was all right enough that, <laughs> We've never had, at least I don't remember, five straight nine o'clock tips before that, you know, they've been on the West Coast where it's usually three games in California or they have the California games and then Portland is usually an eight o'clock or 8.30 and same with Denver and Phoenix that to have five straight nines has just been, it's been uh, something. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to at least eight o'clock on Thursday and Friday. So a quick note with this game against the Warriors before we dive into some more Drew Holiday talk. It, you know, Steph Curry has been suffering with a tailbone injury, and I've actually watched the Warriors the last couple of games out, and geez, I mean, it, it's painful to watch him at times. I mean, he's still playing really a lone hand in that Warriors offense, and he put up another 37 points yesterday. So uh, to no one's surprise, Steph Curry is still getting buckets. But he's sore, but to this point... I think I saw a tweet from Nick Friedel that he is expected to play against the Bucs. So that's at least something noteworthy for Milwaukee ahead of this game. Now, uh, this episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the app and join me. Uh, I would say join me this week, but once a week we're on the Locker Room app. But we're on live right now. I think this is the fourth time we've done a live podcast. And I will say this, I did have a couple of comments on Twitter suggesting I should probably do this a little bit earlier. So uh, that's noted. As I'm recording right now, it's 12.30 in the afternoon in Australia. So I can do earlier. So, you know, not everyone has to stay up till midnight like I do and and live their life uh, completely exhausted like I try and do to myself every single day. But we'll go a little bit earlier. But we've got a bunch of people in the chat room right now as we are recording this, Justin, so they can get involved with the chat. And also jump on and ask us a question. We're going to talk about Drew Holiday and we're going to talk about the front office. I want to ask the question whether the Bucks front office deserves more credit. Do they get appropriate credit for the moves they've had? I think it's an interesting discussion, but straight up, right off the bat, we're still celebrating in the extension for Drew Holiday. Uh, We discussed it last week. I joked that potentially it could happen on the West Coast road trip similar to Eric Bledsoe. It did happen. Uh, Certainly nothing to be disappointed about this you were you were pumped about this extension for holiday uh yeah i mean who who isn't that uh <laughs> you know i was still i mean I, I i expected him to re-sign with the team or at least i felt pretty good that that was going to happen and just 
you know, you don't make that type of trade without feeling somewhat confident that he's going to be here beyond this season and give up the assets that they did in terms of the long-term future. And plus, this is going to be a team that's in position to win the conference for, you know, even without Drew before that contract for the duration of that time period. So I did feel confident there. I mean, it, it is interesting on Drew's end where it just, I guess, speaks to playing with the MVP and the chances that this team has to go even deeper in the playoffs and play for a championship and how strongly he feels about that because he would have been probably the premier guy on the free agent market. And, you know, two teams that are going to have money in the Mavericks and Miami Heat would make very strong pitches and he would look very good in both of those spots. And you think about Drew Holiday playing next to Luka Doncic and Drew Holiday with that core and that young group in Miami and, and what he could do for that team. So there is going to be some suitors for him and not just bad teams with money. There is going to be some strong suitors. And, you know, he would have made more money in all likelihood in the offseason than he did with this contract that he could have gotten closer to $170 million. So I think that speaks to how he feels about this team. And, you know, it makes you feel good that you have that trio locked out for at least the next three years that they'll be here. So while I was peacefully sleeping over here in Australia, Drew Holiday was available to the media and, and uh, had a bunch of interesting things to say today. He always speaks uh, so well, but the big thing that he pointed out at the start was just the fact that he really felt like the Bucks wanted him. And I, you know, I thought about this a lot, just reading the comments that he made about feeling that, that sense of um, yeah, want and, and the fact that the Bucks needed him and wanted him to be a big part of their future, in particular John Horst, he referenced there. And it made me think about where he's been in the past. And it has to be a good feeling for Drew Holiday to come to Milwaukee and have Giannis sign here long term and have Chris Milton signed here long term. Because when you think about where he's come from with the Pelicans, where Anthony Davis was doing whatever he could to get out of there, Drew has to be, whether or not he wants to admit it, I have to imagine he felt a little bit disrespected by that as a guy that we've spoke about all the time, clearly has not in the, in the wider landscape, got the respect he deserves. He does within the league, but for him to come here and have a superstar player like Giannis extend just two weeks or whatever it was after he signed, after he was traded here. I have to imagine that straight away was, it was a sensational feeling for him and made him think that, okay, yeah, Giannis respects me. And it's not to say that Anthony Davis didn't, but he had holiday there for multiple years. And he said, no, I, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to play with that guy. Giannis was the complete opposite. Yeah. And I mean, it also makes you re-examine that whole situation in New Orleans, where look, I'm not trying to compare that Pelicans team to the Lakers in a championship caliber team, but you know the the way it was spun and everything that we heard was, well, Anthony Davis just wants to win and he's got to get out of there. But in hindsight, when you look back at that team and you say, okay, you had Anthony Davis, you had Julius Randle, who you know whatever you think about his game, Julius Randle has certainly been a very good player this year and has been an all-star and you had Drew Holiday that you couldn't win there, not to say a championship, but it, it makes you re-examine what really went on in New Orleans. And I agree that I think if you're Drew Holiday, the only way to look at it is I'm not really getting the respect that I deserve here with, you know, what I've done the last few years and, and the fact that he's been a one-time all-star. And this is the guy that routinely, Whenever players are asked, and we've heard it again numerous occasions this year, a couple of times this year already with Paul George and other players, that this is the guy. J.J. Reddick saying on his podcast, 
I signed with the Pelicans so I could play with Drew Holiday and so he could bail me out defensively and clean up a lot of that stuff. That the more you hear that, you know, that was one of the big talking points we had in the offseason when they made this move. And I think it was easy to look at and say, okay, so, so players think he's good, sure. But then once you got to watch him up close, I, we all realized, okay, uh, yeah, they're right. That everything that they're talking about, he definitely does. That there are so many things you don't even really recognize. And it's just little things where he talked about it after the game uh, against the Kings that now he's finally starting to feel pretty confident and you know pretty good coming back from the 10 games and the health and safety protocols, but also just getting used to this team and now having a better understanding of picking his spots. And I think that was one of the other things where – you know, depending on which side you were on of, well, maybe they gave up too much for him. You probably looked at his numbers in the first half and you thought, well, this is basically a, a replication of what Eric Bledsoe gave us. I thought this guy was supposed to be better, but now you're starting to see everything. And it's not just, you know, the 28 points and the point production that he's been uh, giving this team recently, but it's the assists, it's the steals, it's the way that he just moves the offense and how he takes over in the clutch, which we're going to continue to point to as the biggest reason to make this trade for once you get to the postseason all right let's talk a little bit more about the locker room app now locker room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans it, the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans athletes insiders uh, all in real time about your favorite team or sport uh, i host locker room podcast we do live podcasts once a week so make sure you keep an eye out to see when I do that because Locker Room is the perfect place to join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Uh, be sure to join me next week. Uh, like I said, keep an eye out for when I do that live episode. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join me in the NBA, NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Kane Pittman to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk about sports. Uh, and of course, I want to mention our friends at rockauto.com, which is the family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Uh, the best thing about Rock Auto is they have every single you know, little part, piece, internal uh, part that you need for your car from brake, pan brake parts, tail lamps, and motor oil as well. New carpet, if you need that, they've got that there as well. The catalog is really unique and easy to navigate for someone that might not exactly be a car expert. So make sure you go check it out because the prices are reliably low and the same for the professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box today now we sent you that's locked on in the how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Mike Richmond from Locked On Blazers has jumped into the chat. We had, obviously, him on the show last week, and he says there's a big difference between Chris and 2018 Julius Randle, which, okay, uh, point noted there. Uh, I will accept that. And Justin Cyan says that the Bucks are in a much better place as an organization than the Pelicans. And I think both of those are uh, great points, but it, it, to me, it's, it's not so much about the organization, but it's probably about what Drew Holiday feels as, as a player that comes to a team and the superstars sign because of him, you know, and, and I think that that's the difference regardless of the front office and the situation in New Orleans. There's no doubt about that, but he went from a smallish market to a small market here in Milwaukee and he's found, found a home here. And it's not like he was a problem at the Pelicans or trying to force his way out. That was not the case. I mean, he was there for a long time and we know uh, as he, as he has always done, has done a lot for the community as well. And Mike Richmond just continues to pile on the Pelicans right now. He says, yeah, the Bucks are actually good. So, yeah, we respect that. We appreciate that. And by the way, shout out to Mike because uh, he called the Blazers' inability to slow down Giannis uh, the other night. And he proved right. 18 for 18 from two-point range. Um, it was a decent night for Giannis there. The interesting conversation that I've seen come up on on Twitter and just in general because of the age of Drew Holiday and the fact that he is over 30 and this is a long-term deal and the Bucks are an old team. Let's, let's be real about this. They have a bunch of old players on the roster now and the, the conversation has come up about how will Drew Holiday's game translate in future years? Now, clearly, I think if you're looking at year one, year two of that contract, he's going to be fine. I mean, we've seen him this year. He hasn't really lost a step or doesn't look like a guy that is slowing down. That's for damn sure. I think the way that he plays and he's, he's, he's sneakily athletic. Like if you go back and look at the highlight package of Drew Holiday, like he's got some big damn dunks in that highlight package. Now we haven't necessarily seen that this season to this point, but what we have seen is the way that he can create space on offense, the way he takes the ball down in the post and uses his strength. He's such a unique offensive player in that regard that he likes posting guys up and he likes scoring down low. He's 66% at the rim this year, which puts him in the 80th percentile uh, for his position uh, via cleaning the glass there. And I think the other thing that's interesting to note when people are quick to, to point out the stats, and they're not Bucks fans for sure, but they are people that will point out, well, his numbers aren't great. Well, first of all, he's been super efficient. We've seen him step up in big games. And more to the point, his usage has actually dropped from around 27% last year down to 22 And we've spoken about this. I mean, part of this is him trying to figure out where to get his touches and where to integrate into the half-court offense with guys like Giannis and Chris uh, on the roster, guys that handled the ball. I mean, it is a different situation to an Anthony Davis where he's not so much a, a ball handler. I mean, he's a dominant offensive player. But when you have such a unique guy like Giannis who has the ball in his hands so much, it does make things a little bit difficult or confusing to try and figure your way out there. So Drew Holiday, man, I mean, he's been super impressive this year. But to me, he strikes me as a guy that it's going to age well. This game is going to age well. Yeah, um, I, I think for a number of reasons, and you touched on the, not that he's, he, he his game isn't relying on his athleticism. And I know it helps him defensively, but you know, I think we've talked about it before that you look at guys like what we're seeing now of Russell Westbrook, where he's in the twilight of his career. And you can see the explosiveness in the way that he was able to get past guys and just use that athleticism to overpower guys in the past. He can't do quite the same thing anymore. So you see the drop-offs. And with Drew Holiday, it's not exactly the same, that he's not a guy that solely relies on that. Um, he's more of a cerebral guy and 
you know, not only that, there's just not as much wear and tear on him through these years. And it's not really because of injuries either that it's not as though he's experienced some major injuries through his career. But, you know, you look at the other guys in that draft class that he was in and guys like James Harden and Blake Griffin and, and Steph Curry and DeMar DeRozan even, and you look at guys who have played similar or more regular season games, but they all have a lot more in the postseason where it's 120 plus that all these guys have played in the postseason. And, and for Steph too, where we think about over the course of two years and then going into the playoffs as well, or three years, it's basically an, an extra season that he's adding there. Drew, Drew's played in 30 playoff games that his contemporaries that we're talking about, it's over a hundred. So I think that's another thing that you look at and you say, well, he doesn't have quite as much wear and tear on the body either. It's not like he's just relying on athleticism that sure. You may have a little trepidation that he's going to be 31 in the postseason, but I mean, he's given you no warning signs in the past in terms of his health, in terms of major injuries. And I just feel like based off what we've seen, there's just so much more in the tank for him. I'm going to jump in with a quick note from betonline.ag now, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know football is over, but the NBA is starting to heat up, as is the NHL, and baseball's back. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered at betonline.ag with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we've got a couple more uh, comments in the chat here as we move forward. Brendan Sweeney asked about the incentives in the deal. Uh, I think Eric Name had some stuff in his story over at The Athletic there, but even in his last contract, and you talk to anyone that was a Pelicans fan, and certainly we had Jake Madison on from Locked On Pelicans, and he said that one of the first comments he made on the show was, uh, yeah, have fun with those unlikely incentives that we know have to be accounted for when you are talking about a hard cap scenario where the Bucks were in this year. So I'm not sure what those incentives would be. Frank spoke a little bit about them on yesterday's show there. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess more details of that will come out. And Mike Richmond... Finally, comments, uh, do you think Drew would have turned down uh, four years, 160 mil in New Orleans? Well, I think, and we briefly discussed this yesterday on the show, and Frank certainly went into it, and you touched on it at the start of this one, he could have got more money in the offseason. So, I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's a hypothetical, and it's tough to answer, but the reality is if Drew Holiday wasn't convinced that Milwaukee was a place where he thinks he can win and he can succeed and he's happy with his role then he could have simply got more money elsewhere. I mean, that, that's the reality. So I, I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a money situation. Certainly a huge contract and the biggest deal that he's had in terms of dollars per season, no doubt. But uh, again, for the Bucks to lock this in now and avoid any of that anxiety in the offseason, I, I think is significant. So uh, that's going to be a, a, a big part of, of the Bucks moving forward now. And Sam Money in the chat says, Drew is totally the missing piece. The pressure is now on Bud in my opinion, as the personnel is there. And I think that that's probably a popular sentiment there as well. The one 
point I, or the one topic I wanted to get to today, and again, as the comments keep rolling through in the chat, we could change direction here. But the one thing I did want to talk about was John Horst and, and the Bucks front office, because, you know, obviously he's been in Milwaukee now for a couple of years. And we all basically said that if the Giannis Supermax doesn't happen, you know, it's going to be hard for John Horst to, to stick around. I mean, that was the, the real deal that he had to get done to secure probably his job. And I think overall, I, I guess the question I ask you and I ask everyone listening to the show right now is, does he deserve more credit? Does the Bucks front office deserve more credit? Because when I look back and I look at the moves that Milwaukee have made, we've discussed this at length. It hasn't been perfect. There's certainly been mistakes. And we look at sometimes some of the drafting that they've done over the years. Now, he wasn't exactly responsible for all those picks. And a lot of the stuff that the Bucks have had to dig themselves out of in terms of contracts, when you think of uh, John Henson and Della Vadova, and I'm sorry, we love Tony Snell, but Tony Snell, all these moves that they've had to make uh, weren't necessarily his doing. But I'm going to tell you, I, I think as much as you can point to the Brogdon deal as something that you know, we think you know, asset management-wise was not the best decision. I, I think when you look at the moves in totality, the one thing that you can say about John Horst and the front office is that they haven't sat on their hands. And we've seen multiple teams do this over the years when they have a superstar franchise player and they aren't aggressive enough. And yeah, it, you, it, it takes some balls. You have to take some risks. You have to give up multiple first round picks to get a guy like Drew Holiday. But I think consistently over the course of multiple trade deadlines now, off season periods, um, you can't accuse John Horst of not being a, a guy that's going to be active and going to try and get things done. He's done that. Yeah, and look, I, I think it, the it, the tough part is if we give too much or credit to the front office, then it's just, well, you're being chills for the team. <laughs> and, you know, th- they did this, this, and this. Don't forget this. Um, but I don't think the criticisms that we heard about this front office – I don't think it's quite as bad as that. They're, they are nowhere near the worst front office in basketball. And look, the big thing for me, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but uh, if you make a mistake, move on from it. Don't just let it sit there and build and just, well, we screwed up, but we're just going to have to live with it. Like The good GMs in every sport are ones that move on from their mistakes and do so relatively quickly. And I mean, the fact that you were able to, what, are the, what were the criticisms for the offseason of, well, Nobody thought Bobby Portis was going to be good, and he certainly provides you with value. Who knows if Bobby Portis is going to be back next year because of the player option that he has. Same with Brent Forbes. Uh, DJ Augustine, you're able to get off of that contract and avoid the luxury tax. And just in previous years, none of us thought they had the ammunition to get Drew Holiday. And John Horst and the rest of the front office were able to come up with a way to get it done. And same with deals like what the Bucks did for Nico Miritich, even to a lesser extent, P.J. Tucker was somewhat surprising as well for what they were able to give up and move around and bring them in, that they definitely deserve credit for that. And it goes back to just what you're right about. And, you know, there was so much criticism levied against them. And at the time, somewhat justified for moving on from Malcolm Brogdon and depending on which side you believe whether it was just well Malcolm wanted to leave and he wanted to run the offense which we do know to be the case but we just assume let's move on and let's get an asset and recoup it sure but also if we revisit that you can criticize them and say well they were unwilling to go into the luxury tax this move guarantees 
they are going to be in the luxury tax for three of the next four or five years and, and really go forward beginning next year. They're going to be in the tax and it's going to be for years to come because of these moves. It's one thing to, I guess, be wrong on it. Be right. What you're right about is what matters. And for them to say, we don't think Malcolm Brogdon was worth going in the luxury tax, but you know what? Drew Holiday is. And by the way, if we would have retained Malcolm Brogdon, we're in the tax. We wouldn't have made this move for Drew Holiday because I just don't see, you know, seeing that, finding that need to go out and make that move. And also, you kind of feel like New Orleans may have asked for Malcolm Brogdon in that deal. But nonetheless, they were ultimately right about it and saying, we don't think this is who we should go into the tax for, but there's a move out there to be made. And it's just all about being right about the important stuff. And so far, they have been. To be able to have all of these guys in place and say, for the next three years at least, we're going to have Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. I mean, when we think back to all the eras of Bucks basketball and before this grouping, the big three, and all the attention that they got with Sam Cassell and Ray Allen and Glenn Robinson, this group is going to play together as long or longer than them, assuming that all are in place for the lengths of the contract. And it's it's a similar story to all those teams that we saw in the 80s that were very successful. So they've said, we're putting our chips and, and we're banking and betting on this trio of guys making us better and keeping us at that level for years. But also, as you mentioned at the start, it makes recruiting so much easier that, you know, Milwaukee's not a glamorous place to come. But when you tell recruits, hey, you can go here or, you know, you can go to Los Angeles and Brooklyn. Sure, those are always going to be destinations. But those three guys aren't leaving. And one of them won the MVP two years in a row. And we can find a way for you to fit into this. That's a pretty big selling piece as well. I would say, I mean, you said Milwaukee, you know, maybe is not the most attractive place. But I, I tell you what I would be doing in, in the nice, sunny Milwaukee summer, I would be taking potential free agents down to uh, Lakefront Brewery, having a nice beer on the uh, on the river there, and uh, they will sign. They will sign. I moved across from Australia to Milwaukee, and then that was enough to suck me in. So I will say that. I'm glad you mentioned Nico Miritich because he actually, um, you know, I think if we go back and look at that deal, everyone now laments the fact that yeah, he, he didn't play very well. He he couldn't hit a three. That was his job. He didn't do that. But at the time, that was a home run. So I thought that was great. So, and again, ultimately, if you look at the front office, they're going to look back, and this is going to be they're going to be judged by whether or not you win a title, and that's absolutely fair. But I do think if you're a fan, you have to at least get some satisfaction out of the way that. Uh, they haven't sat on their hands and they've been aggressive. And there was a good point made in the chat by Brady Brown. He says, I can't say enough about horse seems to always get things done and make trades that don't seem possible with our assets. And I must admit, I mean, there's been a number of trades over the last couple of seasons where I've looked at and I said, really? Like they got that done. How did that happen? And I guess, I mean, another huge one we, I didn't even mention there, but think about the assets they gave up to get George Hill, where you look at and you think, Going into that season, it was, man, this Delhi contract or this John Henson, how are, how are we going to move this? And you package those guys and you end up bringing back George Hill. I mean, John Horst has had a handful of these types of moves. Well, I will say thank you to everyone in the chat for joining us. I think we've had, uh, we're, we're, we're slowly starting to get more people that are, that are jumping on board here and jumping in the chat. But like I said, from the start, make sure you download the Locker Room app. Uh, you can follow me, Kane Pittman, and Justin and Frank as well are, are also on there. And if you follow us, you're going to get notified 
when we do these uh, live podcasts. So it's a hell of a lot of fun. So thank you for everyone to jump in. And Warriors at 9 p.m. Central Time. We'll be back after that game. Thank you again for joining us and we'll catch you guys next time.